All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, we're ready? All right, here we go, kids. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. My name is Questlove. Yeah. This is the morning. Yeah. I love making our guests do the theme. Yeah. With no warning. Roll Call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Fonte. Yeah. And I'm going to speak my clout. Yeah. With my girl Sam J. Yeah. And her titties not out. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. I'm never boring. Yeah. So why don't you call me? Yeah. At three in the morning. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. I'm unpaid bill. Yeah. No time to play. Yeah. Let's talk about white folks. Yeah. With Sam. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Yeah. With Sam J. Yeah. Um, I've met her girl. Yeah. So ladies, y'all need to stay away. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Sam. Yeah. I came to jam. Yeah. I'm from the bean. Yeah. And don't give a damn. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Okay. Boom. Wow. That was pretty good. Woo. She fell right in. You fell right in with it.
The you might, would you like to join the podcast? Yes. <laughs> right. That's how I got in. This is literally how uh, we, we get our guests in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Questlove Supreme. I briefly forgot for two. Tw- <laughs> And I, I can tell I see, the way y'all looked at me right now is like, wait, did you forget the name of your podcast? You did. The answer is yes, I did. Yeah. Wait, where am I? Not tonight's show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quest of Supreme. A lot of jobs, bro. This is weird. This is like a, a novel idea of us being in person. We got to do this All more time. often. Oh, yeah. More often. Fontigolo, what's what's up, man? I'm cool, man. I, so I, I didn't get to do much small talk the last time we were together. For you yeah, know, we had to. We had to keep. We had it to keep it moving. Yeah, but with the, the Charlemagne episode, but. Uh, tell me how's it been going? Like how's been tour life going? How's uh, I I don't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you literally don't like touring? No. <laughs> Are you surprised? Part of me wants to know if Fonte just plays. Well, he doesn't play the grumpy. The he, he's I don't not have to play anything. Yeah, I don't feel like that's <laughs> like, that's like life. Yeah, I don't have is that play. that's your true feelings? Mm. Yeah, that's just really me. I mean, I just really. What is he, like? What is your dream scenario? Kitchen counters. To make yeah. money from my house, huh? which I've been doing for the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. So you I just never want to leave North Carolina? I mean, yeah, man. It's just, I mean, listen, I'm just at a point in my career where I'm not going to be inconvenienced. Like, if you're going to, if I'm going to have to leave the comfort of my home, and I've even had to, had this talk, like, with everybody. It's, mm. Like, listen. All of us. I'm not a broke rapper, so I'm not going to go out and <laughs> cosplay as one on the road. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to, you're not going to have us staying in some book. No, fuck that. Like, either we go first, top of the line, or we just don't do this shit at all. Because I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, if I'm, I mean, you've been, well, you haven't been to my house, but you know what I'm saying? But you, yeah, I've but, seen your house. You've seen my I've seen photos? I've seen, it, I've seen it on the videos. But yeah, I have, like, you, you know. You got eggshell finish, we know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to leave my house to go live at a standard that's less than what I got at my house. Right. So if you can't meet or exceed that standard, I'm staying the fuck home. Damn, Fonte just took over. Sorry, Sam. We'll, we'll have you next week. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm like, that's, huh. that's class. The touring, like the performing I enjoy, like that hour, hour and a half on stage, whatever, is great. But everything else around it, like the travel, the food, the all that other shit, yeah, they can have. Okay. So um, I just, but the shows were dope. We, uh, we did uh, San Diego, Santa Ana, Brooklyn, and Boston. And uh, Sam, she pulled up on us in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We did shrooms. I was together. there too. It was amazing. We did shrooms. Yeah, yeah. You pulled up too. Yeah. yeah. You did shrooms? Yeah. We, we Fuck, Sam, I she gave my first show. Before, before or after? I didn't. Before, after. It was after. Oh, we need to really get into this story because I need to know how much. Did you do a Wait, 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 wait. Look, look, look. Time out. Ladies and gentlemen, look. Okay. My fellow 30 Rockian is here. So this is just going to be a, you know, I'd rather just introduce you now. No, for real. Like, you're, first of all, the tragedy of why the world does not know, and I know you know for many things, but. For me, the the levels of bust down, it's a tragedy that the world doesn't know this comedy, like this show more. And more than Detroiters, more than Southside, all the other shows that I've loved and then got thrown under the bus. Like, that is one of my favorite things ever. But, of course, Thank you. your, your history at SNL, your stand-up specials, 3 a.m., so many that you've done. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Sam J. Yes, sir. Yeah. Burr, burr, burr. All right, yeah. now t- tell me, Sam, Shrooms. how you yeah. got. <laughs> Let's get into how it you right got away. Fonte aboard for this. How um, I had some shroom gummies, and I was like, "You should do them." Oh, and he was like, "No," nah. I was like, "But they're fire, I promise." And yeah. uh, I think I come off pretty trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he was right. like, "I, right, I'll do a couple." I was like, "I promise you, gonna you gonna have a smooth ride." Would you like yeah. some now? Yeah, because yeah. I, I never I had the gummies, and I always. <laughs> 
I was at the either or make a team. I was like, like, it's gonna be a smooth what? ride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, go. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, let's keep it. Everybody on board for the ride? Oh, yes. it's all in together uh, now. I have to, Steve and I have to work <laughs> yeah, after, so. Yeah. We're actually you going to You can't be the pusher one. man and not. And then be like, but, uh. <laughs> but I understand. Oh, wow. I got it. Oh, no, I'm probably Michael's still. <laughs> one to two pieces. Oh, that's, therapy, that's baby. That's three to five, three to six. It's the same as the shit I gave you. That was literally. God mode is seven to ten pieces. Yeah, that's God mode. No, 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 no. That's Shirley Temple. Three. That's like. That's like a half hour of uh, three. Uh, okay, y'all, I'm so jealous. Yeah, y'all, I'm still out here three. actually chewing on real mushrooms, and y'all got them in oh, gummies no, and chocolate. Like I don't like the taste of. No one likes right. the taste of mushrooms. In the real world, like just the raw dog, they tear my stomach. Yeah, oh, you supposed to drink it in a tea, or yeah. you'll, you'll really mess yourself. I up. was like being dumb. I just like put it on top of some pizza and bite it. And <laughs> it was it was giving me a too. bad time. How yeah. long how long have you been doing it? I would say six years now. Oh, your advanced class. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I feel like yeah. I still haven't tripped yet. I feel like I'm doing something. Oh, you haven't gone to the desert yet? No. You got to go to the like desert. Like in my mind or so you've done it for no, real? No, like physically. You have to go like trip somewhere that's trippable. I mean, I've done like an island, but not yet, no. Like I'm still in the, the, the microdosing phase of just oh, okay. like shallow water. And city tripping, like you're not like stepping out. I don't out. even do it. Yeah, I don't understand people Listen that can do language. it and function outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be like, so you're an outside, outside person? Yeah. I've done whole sets. Oh, what are we saying? Wait, up really? outside sets, city tripping? Yeah. What time? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm One, the first time it. I heard someone really use their creativity for it, Steve, were you with us when we were working on the, um, what was Pharrell's movie with, uh, about the, the, Speak the, with me? No, the, the women who, uh, uh, uh hidden, figures. hidden figures. All right. When we were doing the hidden yeah. figures, so I, I heard the, the engineer tell us a story about, their clients that were coming in to do a session. I, I remember the engineer saying that it was like a they're going to make a jazz record and everyone's going to do shrooms first and see what happens to it. And at the time, you know, I was in my old state of mind, like, you guys are doing drugs. And that, <laughs> but nah, it's, it's... Who did that to you? Like, what? Because I went through a pandemic. phase of believing in drugs and, like, believing in everything. Oh, and then I was like, Who? nah, people been lying. Were Our you parents. like a dare kid? Were you a dare kid? I was absolutely a dare kid. Oh, I was past dare, yo. Oh, like, y'all didn't, <laughs> you didn't have weed smoking parents? Nah. No. My mother oh, was yeah. like, don't okay. do none of that. And then really? I believed dare, and I was like, everything leads to crack. Wow. Oh, dare. I but you from Baltimore Boston. or Boston? Boston. Oh, okay. Boston. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. All right, well, don't disrespect. I mean, let's slow this. Everybody relax. <laughs> 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 I didn't know which one to disrespect. Yeah, I mean, there was a period where, where literally... I think, and all right, I'm not throwing my mom under the bus. I know she's listening to this episode. But I'm, no, I'm just saying that I think there's a generation of people who were hip in the 60s, yeah, hedonistic in the parents. 70s, and then something happened. I believe that Reagan's speech at the Republican National Committee, like whatever his version of uh, Obama's Yes We Can speech in 2004, like, he gave a speech in which really just people believed in it. Like, the original Make America Great Again, which literally, that was the first nah, that time. Was his, yeah, that was that was one of his sayings. Yeah, Shut Trump up. stole that, no surprise here, from him, Make America Great Again. And it was just a period where, like, in the 80s, people decided they wanted to atone for their sins of the hedonistic 70s, 70s and the... Yeah. 60s, so everyone became like born again Christian, and then Crack's like fault. Donna Summers started I was thinking doing about it. crack. Yeah, That's what Crack's I was fault. about to say. Like, crack had to also be because that was just like watching people. Like, I feel right. like heroin was like people went to the war, you kind of knew what was going on, they came back, they went fucked up. 
Right. But crack was just like watching a bus driver become a goblin in a week. And yeah. it was like, By Yo. the way, and crack too, it took the mothers out the home. So it was like, you know, like there was always drugs in the community. Like even if your mom like might have partied, did a little coke or whatever here and there, she was still coming home doing homework. She was still cooking for the kids. Mm-hmm. Crack came and it took yeah. the mothers out the home completely. You know by, I mean? by the way, I'm a late binger. So I just watched the last episode of um, Snowfall Snowfall last night. Yes. Oh, God. And watching Franklin Saint deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. Woo, I mean, what? You just did. (laughs) I said deteriorate. (laughs) Phenomenal. Yeah, that was phenomenal, right? The way they phenomenal. Now I've realized, and okay, for those that didn't see it. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Once they happened to walk past the set of You Know What. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, seeing that, you know, that made it, that even brought it more full circle for me. It's like, wow, this guy, like, not even seven months ago was Franklin Saint, like, the right. powerful, whatever, you know. And now he's one of the, now I wonder, like, how many other people I've dismissed as, like, oh, right. 100%. You crackhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Not sure. knowing that that, that person had a history. that was alcohol for Franklin. I don't even think he, that was, was that crack for Yeah, it was, it was alcohol. It was no, alcohol, alcohol, but yeah. you know, you know what it's going to lead to. Addiction. People yeah. were like, yeah, people were definitely debating the alcohol or, or like, did he do crack? And, like, I was like, nah, I think that hit with the Wanda. It's like he, I think that was a part of the psyche is, like, he still thought he was better mm-hmm. than them. Than to do the crack. He's yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, those. Are, I'm right. not that. You know, like, he still had a disillusionment. But you're, you know, in, but he, but you're an addict nonetheless, because, I mean, the way you begging your mama yeah. for money, the way you begging your homie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, well, yeah, that three million, just let me get The that. money was like, the crack. That's exactly. what I was that saying. That was his addiction. Because huh? when he went to Leon for that three million, it was very feeny. Cash, it was right? very feeny. Yeah. Oh, when you pulled the gun out, you like, you right. give me that. Yeah. Or just the way he was sweating, and then I'm going to just yeah. get it, and then I'm going to just go do this. And, yeah. then, I'll just go. and then I'll pay you back and make you a I was the officer like, of the company. Oh, my gosh, like, This is crackhead yeah. shit. Damn, Idris, we coming for you. That mirroring of like what a drug addiction and him and his addiction and like how they perfectly, like that scene with his mom in the jail. Yeah. When he's like, raging and screaming. It's like, yo, that looked like Pookie when they was putting him in the mm-hmm. joint yeah. in New Jack. You know what I'm saying? So that said, yeah, it, it was just in the early 80s, you know, starting with Little Richard, starting with Donna Summers, like all these celebrities started being like born again Christians and whatever. And I guess when you're 40 years Little old. Little Richard stopped sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Well, he stopped. Well, he did. Mm. And he was like, don't even put that on my life. Like, when people would still try to put that, he was yeah. like, no, don't bring that devil stuff over here. Right. Black people have always been super conservative. And they demonized weed because only black and brown people were doing it. Don't forget about uh, yes. Freddie's documentary, The Grass is Greener. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that said, yeah, I was just taught that all drugs are bad, all da 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 And then once the pandemic came, you know. I started microdosing, which was necessary because, like, microdosing weed or microdosing shrooms. Shrooms. He went when all. Did you, he went did you, there was no gate. There was no <laughs> gateway drug. Man, he went from tasty cakes to shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like trying what to figure out. No, that's I'm, just, like, <laughs> I'm like, you just. Start In my personal opinion, shrooms are like the Shirley Temple. Oh. Of that's the second Shirley Temple reference you made today. No, I'm just saying, like, it's. Like, I was waiting for, like, all right, when do I the become moment. a crackhead? Right. Yeah. And the only thing that started happening was I started I started crying, but I wasn't sad. I'm you got like, feelings. Yeah, but I realized that as a person who you never saw me cry. Like, I, I've told this story. Even at Dilla's funeral, my most shameful moment was I'm never going to let Tariq see me cry. So I had to run out the, the funeral service, cry, 
come back in and kept Damn. running out coming. Yeah. You needed drugs. I did. Yeah, he's been <laughs> needed. Yes. yes. Like, I've just been taught, like, that whole Tony Soprano, if you're a leader, never let anyone see you in a vulnerable moment because mm. they can use that. Like, they get happy if I drop a drumstick. So wow. what's going to happen if I start crying? Like, Damn, did, did Tariq know that, Amir? Did, did you was running from crying in front of him? Uh, he just found out now, but he doesn't listen to Quest Love Supreme. <laughs> yeah, so. me that part. Can't imagine he's one of our biggest <laughs> listeners. Right. <laughs> so your first drug is pandemic. Well, I mean, there was the time I accidentally right. Amsterdam. So in Amsterdam, <laughs> I didn't know about weed brownies. So you know, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll join you guys and see what it's like here. It was the first night there, and uh, I sat at the bar and I saw a whole bunch of brownies. And I was like, hey, I'll take that. <laughs> and I took three without knowing. And immediately the, the bar guy was like, wait, whoa, you just took three of those? Oh, I was like, damn. yeah, what's, he said, oh, no. And I was like, oh, what? And then we okay. found out later. You ended come, up in Come Belgium. me chasing like key sweat and silk all through the streets of, you want to That sort of shit. But, um, you should have micro brownied. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, but that was it. And then shrooms. Yeah, so true. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll say that. Contact, um, just contact in between. Just contact. Right. I did it. No, no, no. I, I did a very small microdose of it. And I realized, like, I was just in a, a, a great space where I felt, I was like, wait, why and am I crying? this is during the Am-I pandemic. Sp-? Yeah. Damn. During the pandemic. So, so Sam and Fonte did, did Brooklyn Shrooms. What we happened? did Brooklyn Shrooms. We did Brooklyn Shrooms. No, it was great. Uh, well, we, uh, I did them. Uh, we was in the dressing room. She had them. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do them. So I did them, and afterwards we went. You went to the city. You were going to hang it. Uh, I went to the stand. I think the stand. You were going to the stand. And you went to the daylight. I went thing. to the daylight party. So which I was went to the daylight party. That shit was fire. <laughs> I went to the daylight party. Uh, shout uh, my girl Tara and uh, my brother Don Will. He was spinning, and there was a light like wall behind them, mm-hmm. and so I was just watching the lights like kind of blink and shit. How long? And they was playing much Could more. Could have been days. That shit sounded amazing. Who knows? Yeah, it was I great. was so happy. <laughs> you text me and you were like, these shrooms, they're nice. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, it was, it was a cool little ride. I'm so happy when I get people like good high and they're like happy. And nah, it was cool. I mean, because drugs for me, I, I mean, I always grew up around drugs. And I think the dare stuff was like looking back on that shit, like people don't understand just how insane that was. They had police officers yeah, it was with loaded weapons coming to talk to fucking third graders terrifying. about drugs. Like, mm-hmm. like get the fuck out of here. And they would show you crack. Remember they would open up that thing? Yeah. Like, this is crack. <laughs> oh, no. This is post officer friendly. This is. Oh, it yeah. wasn't that. These niggas the wasn't friendly. Like, I mean, they were, you know, cool, but yeah, but it was still police officers with fucking weapons, and you're a, a kid. So, yeah, it was some bullshit. But, uh, but now I'm, I'm definitely pro drugs now. Hell yeah. Well, mostly we read in okay, shrooms. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah read in shrooms. Now, yeah. that other shit is that other shit. That other, yeah. No, but, one day I'll I'll try it. I would like to <laughs> see what LSD. No. Well, LSD, I've done I that can't. before. Molly is you nice. Get Molly what the fuck is Molly in here? I'm starting to think you do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this person? Right, yeah. right, right, Who are you? I'm yeah. starting to. I did. <laughs> <laughs> It's not subtle. Look, the evidence suggests. Look, here's, here's the change. He's going to go from 19 jobs to like three. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like none. No, no, no. For real. Here's, here's the scale. There's mushrooms. There's weed. Molly's in the family. There's ayahuasca. Yeah. But again, it's, it's I don't do it for party purposes. Like, no, yo, let me get fucked up and, yeah. you know, go to the club. No, I do it when I meditate. I do it like as. No, we get it. We get it. Really to get in touch with my emotions because, you know, it's. If you don't express Molly? your emotions, yeah. Well, again, Molly is nice. again, 
it's been demonized so much that we think that, and also people abuse it. It would be like me going to like a, a, a church and to get fucked up on communion wine. Like you're not supposed to, right, right. that's not the purpose of right. taking communion wine. Uh-oh. <laughs> it helps too I think when it comes to drugs outside of weed but you definitely helps when you have black people like to introduce that to you and like yeah, Sam d- you know what I mean yeah oh for Sam to introduce that to you yeah it's like alright I'll fuck with it cause it's you so have to have people if, you if trust Steven and Bill listen I trust Steven and Bill if they introduce I would but I get what you're saying. I feel like I, I can like, like white high and black high my like, first Molly was with my black <laughs> lawyer friend and I was like, you're a lawyer, you go to work every day, you care about your life, <laughs> yes. your shit is together. Hold on, if I gave you drugs, you wouldn't take them? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely yes. would fucking okay. take them. You said yes. there's a white high and a black high? Yes. <laughs> Let's there's talk about it. There's a <laughs> Have you not heard the Richard Pryor acid sketch? Bro, like, I went to high school with these motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? So I saw, like, these motherfuckers, like, the shit that we would do would be like go to the store there was a store called Gus's this the way we talk about shit. white people and we're, they're not these motherfuckers like, <laughs> we talk about like aliens like yo I want to it's just listen, it's, it's just different, different. I, and I just had to see that well, for myself they for, huff yo for us it was like we would go to the store there was a store called Gus's where you could they would sell you could get you know liquor or wine or whatever so we go and get our little Boone's Farm or some bullshit right we was on Boone's Farm the white boys I played football with, these niggas was on acid. Like, <laughs> yeah. in like, high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these niggas was like 16. Nice. Like, they parents leave and shit. These niggas, like, any drug. Those imaginable. are chemically. I will say like, this, though. I don't trust that shit. All the white homies that I had that I did drugs with, I super trusted because, like, not for nothing, white people, like, be knowing, like, what the shit does. Like, he's like, nope. This goes to this part of your nervous system. And what it does is it releases a chemical. It's the same chemical that releases when you pee. And it just, and you're like, all right, man, you got a lot of information, brother. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app 
trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, so there's a documentary out called Fantastic Fungi. Okay. Ooh. Um, We're really going I down the highly, rabbit hole. Oh, this is fantastic. No, no, I highly recommend it. It's a documentary that came out in uh, 2019, and it literally explains the benefits of mushrooms, not just hallucinogenic mushrooms, but the purposes of mushrooms on Earth, which literally nature takes in mushrooms. Like when you when mice or animals decomposed mm-hmm. in the parks or whatever – it's mushrooms that, even mushrooms growing inside uh, the body, once a uh, decomposing process happens, Last when you... Ew. Mushrooms that's grow what I was inside thinking about. our bodies? Yes, that's what I was thinking about. Like, literally, watch Fantastic Fungi. It's, it's... I don't want to, because now I'm going to think The Last of Us is real. <laughs> it could be. I oh. mean, oh. I believe it. Oh, no spoilers. I, I didn't finish the last three episodes. Oh, you haven't? I mean, no. it's nothing to... Well, you ruined Snowfall. Yeah, we ruined right. Snowfall. <laughs> and that ended there? way before Snowfall, Amir, so... So, Sam, talk about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> talk about being black in Boston. <laughs> Outside of New Edition. Being black well, in Boston. Well, I'm, I'm very proud of you, uh, Fonte. I know we planned... Uh, well, you guys had the first QLS play date. Well, minus me and uh, a Bill. Oh, yeah. To, uh, it's tomorrow. Well, to... Right. I can't do it tomorrow because I have to work. Right. But, you know, one day... Unless you're tripping balls, you might just stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be awesome to call into work tripping balls. No, we should actually do it the right way one day and do a retreat. Do a retreat. You should work your way up to that. What do you mean? I did mushrooms. What what, what, what I need to do? I can't trip with Laia. You just do the mushrooms right now? No, no, no. I've been doing them. They just... I I have a high tolerance, so... You have to feel what mushrooms does, I think, before you can ayahuasca. Can we just, like, smoke weed and sit on the side? Because I got kids, man. I can't. I can't go too far down the rabbit hole. What's your fear of... First of all, I did a lot of drugs in college. They're great. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I just feel like... A lot of not that a lot of people don't depend on all of us, but like I have kids that depend on me. It feels like a whole lot of responsibility, and that just fucks me up. And I think it would fuck up the. You don't want to be out of control. 
I mean, I love being, we've met, I love being out of control, <laughs> but like, but like that kind of out of control where I literally can't control it. I don't think, you I don't, don't think you would come back. No, I think I would come back. I think I would just at the, this time you of my think life. You think you feel I, different about your family oh, yeah. when you're done? Oh. I mean, I'd freak out. They're ten and twelve. You get some because, phone calls because it's, it's a weekend, Bill. Right. It's a weekend. Oh, because so. you're saying you could unlock something in your brain, and then you'd be like, "Oh, I actually hate these niggas." Right? What I really need? I already do that. Yes, I assure you that once the first thing that you do when you start. Because the thing is, is that I've conveniently managed to avoid issues, people, things in my life as a means to just survive. Mm. And once this forces you, now I feel like I'm old, uh, Damon Wayans in uh, uh, Living <laughs> Color. The, the proclivity. Oh, the proclivity, <laughs> right, yeah. Oswald Bates. Right. right. Wait, how did you know him? Motherfuckers? Yes, I, 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 I watch it in color, dog. Like, I watch it every day. Like, yeah, I don't want to sound like Oswald Bates, but the first thing that you will probably reassess and reevaluate are your relationships. Now, for mm. me, Real shit. I realized. I real no. I realized in 2020. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Who needs that? Yes, you do. That, no. Come on, man. I got the divorced. Number... I'm good about my relationships. But man. the thing is, I know is that shit. we're so. I think one of the biggest fears we have in life is advocating for ourselves. Just to keep it on. This morning, I was a half hour late to this podcast, True. mainly because I was literally on the phone trying to manage expectations of certain industry professionals that felt. <laughs> Left out, <laughs> but those aren't your expectations of the process. Manage, though. Right, and the th but previously, oh, he's good at it. I would have been crying to Kara Lewis and calling up my manager, like, "Hey, can we include da 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 in this project and da da in this you project?" Just and snapped da -da -da. at me. <laughs> right, and the thing is, is that no, no. Well, I also said like, my favorite line from Ring Ring Ring, ha ha hey hey, is Maceo saying, "Yo, G Pass is doing the producing, producing right? right. <laughs> Meaning, pass the buck to someone else." But once you get to a place where you decide. You don't want to manage other people's expectations of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's like, what will da 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 say about me? What will da da, -da mm -hmm. think about me? Da 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 is going to not like me because I did this. I don't want to disappoint, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes the people that you have to do that with might be your own flesh and blood. Mm. And that's a hard, like, advocating for yourself is such a hard place to get to. When does this come about therapy for Bill? Facts. I like it though. Let's get into it. Let's, <laughs> fuck it. The main reason why I stress this. Is because if I don't realize it, my body already knows it. And like, imagine carrying uh, Michelin man levels of water in your body, swollen, like elephant man level. Like, technically, lymphedema is like kind of a cousin to elephantitis. Mm -hmm. So, all those tears, I never cried. All those, I mean, I joked about the Hip Hop 50, the first place I went to when I landed. From Hip Hop 50 and the Grammys, I had to go to the dentist because my tooth fell out. Why? Because I let seven weeks go by without me, you know, people pound. How come this has more verses than me? How da, 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 da. How come da, da, da. And all that anxiety of me just taking it in and not like and freezing it caused my body to just go, my tooth fell out. So I'm just saying the best thing you can do for your kids. Really Yo, know, Bill is really like, I know. why me? Why? <laughs> the best thing that okay. you can do for your children is Drugs. to... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Got no, it. the best thing you can do for your children is to ensure that you will be here to the age of 90 to see your great, great, great grandchildren 
is to literally be here in the best mental health and the mental state that you can be in. Mm. And heavy you just pushing no up. we just yeah. got yeah. scary shit yeah. like, no. i assure you Five. no one has a scarier life than i do and the fact that most of this nice guyness whatever quest love nice guy shit is really a mask of like the nicer person is mm-hmm. i assure you they got more anger pain it's like nate from it's like nate from ted lesson yes yo i love you for saying that <laughs> yo for real like that's what you don't want to be that guy. Okay. Damn. So let's talk build. about comedy. Yeah. This is a hilarious conversation. Nah, this is, this is I'll great. do drugs. Fuck it. Let's do it. I just yeah. want to do it today because I have Damn. to drive. That's yeah, responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I'm walking. Just so a weekend. Cool. I do want to do it. A weekend retreat, though. That would be nice. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, isn't it a little frustrating, though, to, to go to that world and then see it and then, and then knowing you have to come back and live most of your life in this but you come back a changed person. Yeah, I think the idea is that you go to this other place and the lessons you learn there, mm-hmm. you're able to apply yeah. yes. in your regular I, I only recommend this for people that are actively trying to improve their life. You know, I wasn't the world's best communicator. I was not the most emotional person on earth. Like, I was a technical person. You're still a work in progress. We all work in progress. We've, we've been patient with you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so all y'all need must be just pretty damn patient. Yeah. <sighs> that was beautiful, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing like, us thank you, I like this. Thank you for, for sharing the circle. Yeah. This thank is you for nice. <laughs> yep. Time that Sam gave Fonte drugs, and now Bill's got to do Hiawaska. <laughs> Fuck all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Who was a unit? So this is what I always wanted to know, Sam, because, you know, I came to 30 Rock University, like, in late 2008, early 2009. I already had my preconceived notions of what it was. And... Being as though, okay, for some, I can't explain why, but I'm literally going through every episode of SNL. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm in 1983. Ooh. I'm literally watching the evolution of the show. Yeah. And, of course, I'm asking myself, like, yo, how did, well, one, how do they get away with this? But just, like, the mind state of what comedy was back then. Mm-hmm. I'll say that uh, thanks to uh, our, our benevolent leader, uh, Steve Higgins, uh, Steve Higgins, for those that don't know, the, yeah, he's the the sidekick on the Tonight Show. But Steve Higgins runs SNL. He's the main producer. Um, so he's allowed me all the time to just go to the show. I mm-hmm. like going to the show just to see how it runs. Yeah, because uh, that's fascinating to me. But to also watch uh, its evolution mm-hmm. to where it is now, I was like, wow! Like someone's really in the room now, saying like. No, we need to be seen and those sort of things. And I, you know, attribute. Can you tell me how? Because you're definitely part of that paradigm shift. Like, what were your expectations coming into that building? And are you allowed to talk about? Because I also know that I've talked to many a person that had disdain mm-hmm. or that sort of thing, like about changing the culture. I really there. had none. Like, I can, I'll be very, like, honest about it. But I really didn't have any. I, sometimes I feel like uh, the people who did are like, coon. <laughs> but I did right. it. <laughs> I really did it. Because what I came in and my expectations were just like, I didn't really have any. Like, I right. knew I never, I had never written on a show, ever. Really? I had never been in a writer's room. Isn't who that recommended your first writer's room? This is my first writer's room, yeah. Wow. Who so, recommended you? I went through the audition process, but I believe it was Doyle. Who okay. saw me at Just for Laughs? Okay, 
I didn't really, like, I was going in like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just hope I survive this thing because mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm doing. I've never written a sketch. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, all right, let me just get in here and, like, try not to drown. You know what I mean? So I didn't even have any, like, I'm going to be, like, getting sketches on by this time. And I'm going to be, like, saving the show. And, like, I no. I was just like, I hope I can become, like, competent at this thing <laughs> before I get fired, you know? Does the average writer have expectations, like, I got to create the next Cowbell sketch or the Probably. next Debbie I would, Downer? I would imagine why, why wouldn't you, like, be ambitious in that way if, like, that's, like, your fucking jam, you know what I mean? Because I know, like, when I got into stand-up, I was like, I want to have an hour special, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think for sure I just, I wasn't um, granted, like, having those thoughts for that space because it was really foreign to me in every way. What did they tell you about why you, why you? What did they tell you about you? They just thought I was funny. Okay, I know they told you about a certain bit that they that you did and they were like, okay, we need Did you end a package or did you actually audition to be on I the show? I auditioned to be on the show and then- they All right, what was that like? Because I, I know Jimmy's version of it where Lauren doesn't laugh and there's only three people in the room and- Yeah, So tell like me that. about, walk me through your audition process. Uh, Yeah, you just like, you go and you're like waiting and it's like, you're just down there on 8H and it's weird. So I kind of dipped out because it was weird. And I was just like, yeah, kind of like text me a little bit before my time. I asked like uh Are you assistant. in a room with other people like waiting? No, they have you in your own. Like you're cubicle. Each, yeah, you're taking up a dressing room. Okay. So you're just in it by yourself. But you can like hear it through the walls of the people auditioning. Me, 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 me. Like just, in the other room. Yeah, you can just feel the stress. You know, mm. you're just like, oh, it's so tense in here. So I was like, I'm going to dip. So I was like, I can't perform well this way because I was just doing like a stand-up set because I didn't have characters or anything like that either so like this really this world is not on my map of things I don't do characters I don't write sketch (laughs) like you know so I left and then the person who was there she called me she texted me she was like yeah it's about to be your turn so I just came down like regular comedy club night and just kind of just I'm curious when you left what's the thing that you did until (laughs) Word. <laughs> Until you got the text. Uh, some Sam shit. I went to a bar at 30 Rock, the bar downstairs. Right. And I just sat there and did shots with these so old kinda, black women. So you kind of nervous? <laughs> Shrooms. With these old black women. <laughs> I was just kicking it with them. They were nice. They prayed over me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nah, I love when old black women yeah. pray That's on you. Dope. It was kind of like, right. It was pretty, Come on, man. It was yes, pretty sir. rad. Like, they were, like, not like a heavy, but just like, they gave me with the blessings real quick. That shit worked, though. It worked. It was nice. So when you got in, when you, I'm curious, when you get in, is this somebody? Yes, of course I was nervous, for right. sure, for sure. It's a nerve-wracking situation. And when you get in, is this somebody to kind of walk you through? Like, what's your first day like? Oh, the first day of SNL after yeah. audition? Yeah. No, you just go to go to work. You just go to work. You just go to work. They <laughs> yeah. say, write something. Yeah. Write something funny. And yeah. we'll it's... let you know if it makes it. How many, how many people were in the room during the audition process? It's just, uh, it's Lauren. It was like Lauren calling. I want to say Tucker. I want to say Kim Word, and I want to say... And Higgins, right? Kent and Higgins. But they were, like, sitting in a row, like, in the back. And it's, like, kind of dark in there. The studio's not, like, fully lit up. How jarring was it to do comedy without having... Uh, Very. And a slew of white dudes, right? Very. (laughs) Like a slew. And you just on the stage by yourself, just like, I would do my my act. Okay. But at that point, it's like, it is what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like... Ain't no really reversing the thing, so it's like, whatever. They wanted you. Are they looking for someone that could be confident in the face of tension? I 
don't know that that's always what they're looking for. I think they're just looking for different shit. Okay. You know what I mean? I think it all comes together. It makes the thing. And I think it's everybody coming from different walks of life, people coming from um, just, you know, different parts of comedy, coming into comedy different way, all of that. I think it's just like. Now, before I ask about what happens after you get the green light, how many years before SNL was your comedy journey? So at that point, it had to be about to be 11, I think. So at that point, it had to be about five or six or something. So like 2007, 2008? That I start comedy? Yeah. 2013? Okay. So 2012, at what point are you like, okay, people say I'm funny until you first went on a stage to do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tight three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, maybe like years, like eight years or something. You know, like if people... So can you yeah. talk about the process of... <laughs> of Feels like right. From where you were in life until like, I'm going to go on that stage and... Day job. And talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like, you know, I feel like high school people thought I was funny. I feel like, you know, you, you really start to understand yourself around that time, at least certain... Uh, parts of yourself and I thought about it and then like when I was 20 I did it once I got I did a I did a show I did a show at Dick's Comedy Vault and I remember getting off stage and I was like this feels fucking icky mm. <laughs> it just didn't I don't know how to explain it it just felt incorrect I was like ah, that, I don't know that's not how that was supposed to feel where's this located the Boston and the oh you're from oh god I'm from Boston okay so I've heard Patrice O'Neill's stories about Boston yeah, so Boston, and it was under underneath Emerson College. Okay. And then uh, I got sick, and I was in and out of the hospital for a while. And then after that, I went down to Atlanta, and I kind of just started doing other shit. You know, like I was doing a lot of bullshit, jobs, a lot of day jobs. And then so I, I started. So I ask you, what's the Sam J day job? What was you doing all in Atlanta? Types of, oh, my God. I worked for the IRS. Like in the mailroom. Wow. Wait, didn't see that coming. I worked. <laughs> didn't see that. Yet. You had a communications job on the phone. I worked. Yeah, I worked plenty of just like call, call centers. centers. Yeah, I worked at this office building. I forget what they did, but I worked at this office building doing office shit. Um, I worked at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Starbucks. Uh, yeah, I had mad jobs. All right, y'all, you know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo. 
two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip-syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So for you, was there any fear the first time you stepped on stage to... I feel like, yeah, the natural fear of like, what if it... I don't know. What if it just, I don't know. You don't connect with it the way you thought you would or something. Which I think is how I felt the first time when I'm like, it felt icky. It just was, I don't know. I'm asking one in these, this therapeutic way. One, because we're all quasi-tripping right now. But mostly because... <laughs> yeah, you hear that laugh? <laughs> and he ain't. Mostly because I always see comedy almost neck and neck with songwriting. Mm. Except with songwriting, I think the rejection isn't as hard as mm-hmm. it is. Like, you have to learn the lesson mm-hmm. via silence. Yeah. Failure. That that sort of thing. And the only person I know that actually reveled in bombing was Norm MacDonald. <laughs> like, the way that he just embraced. <laughs> like, it's almost like I want Norm MacDonald to not be funny. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Barnett. Was like that. R.I.P. Kevin Barnett. Really, mm-hmm. Kevin Barnett was like that of our dinner. Like he really? loved to bomb. <laughs> Kevin, it was fun watching mm-hmm. Kevin bomb. It was a great time. And heckle the heckle. Was it for him? Was it just something? I guess you think it was like therapeutic, just kind of like facing your worst fears of comic, just kind of leaning into it. Yeah, and I, I think also a little bit like, man, this is who I am. Like if. The, <laughs> I can't really change that. This is really how I think about these things. This is actually what my brain like. So if you just don't like it, it's like you just don't like me. And I and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really do much about that. Oh, we didn't ask you that, Sam, who you who you kind of came up listening to comedy-wise. Like, who were your influences? If there, if there is such a thing as comedian and saying influences, and that's bad, I know. but you know. A little bit of everybody. Yeah. I just really liked comedy. I was, like, consuming it in all forms, you know, like... Watching Daria, watching Views and Butthead, watching The State, watching Kids in the Hall. Okay. Watching Mr. Show. Okay. Oh, you was, you was on Mr. Show too? Yeah. T-T-O-M-O. Yeah. My friend Patrick put me onto Mr. Show, and I was like, I'm into this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I need The State to have a proper box set of the their- The State was the shit. Yeah, it was. And like the fact that they can't do it because of all the song clearances that- they did on their initial MTV yeah. run. But I, I am also curious to see how black comedians that aren't under the direct umbrella of Pryor, Murphy, or Rock, like for, you know, for a lot of 90s comedians and 80s comedians and 70s comedians, there's like one North Star. Mm-hmm. Right, like right. every 80s comedian is like Richard Prize. 
for every 70s comedian, Bill Cosby was mm-hmm. a North Star. Yeah. For every 80s, it was Richard Pryor. For every 90s, it was Eddie Murphy. Early aughts was like kind of Chris Rock. But then in seeing how comedy was post, I'll say social media, especially with the... What was, what was the original TikTok? The seven seconds thing. Vine. Uh, uh, Vine. Yeah, like. Oh, with yeah, Vine. Vine. Like, I would talk to those Vine stars that were hilarious to me for those seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, there's like King Buck, like yeah, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. To them, Pryor and Rock and, and Murphy are like old, like they respect them or whatever, but their level of comedy, like, I think there was a, a level of black generation comedy, like post 2004, 2005, that wasn't directly influenced from those three North yeah, Stars. Yeah. So for like... There's what a is... woman come into conversation. It's always those male North Stars. Nobody ever gives moms Mabley or somebody else. God damn. Yeah, we're, we're, I don't think we're big on history in general. That's... Like it's with rappers yeah, and... That, I mean, that's true. You know what I mean? That part of it is like, I, I can honestly say like, I learned about moms Mabley after the fact, but I grew up, my household was like a Red Fox, Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy. You were allowed to listen to those records? Because I had to sneak to listen to I wasn't records. allowed to do that stuff by myself. But if I happened to be in a room and it was on, they weren't like, I get her out the room. Move, yeah. So you didn't grow up in a fire and brimstone house? No, and... no, 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 no. My okay. mother was very much like she she was uh, very open-minded cool. okay. like about shit like that. Like she started to say like religion is the opiate of the masses and stuff Ooh. like that to me. Ooh. So what is that did... like? Like to be raised by a black parent <laughs> in the 1900s that <laughs> that's not cloaked and trapped by... Oh, shit. No, by yeah, yeah. Christ, you're right. Christian I'm... imperialism. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because a lot of us make our decisions based on like you're going to hate fire and brimstone. Right. Fear. Yeah. Wait, what is that like? I don't know. I guess I feel like I was taught a lot to think for myself. I was, I was, it was big. My household was big on like thinking for yourself and like you didn't get no whippings what, no, no. I didn't get a lot of whippings no talk to um <laughs> you're actually able to express yourself I, I, what a noble concept. but just like you know I very much like what do you think and like if I would just like divert to a question it would be like did you think about that did you try to come up with your own answer so I was just very wow much like, that's amazing that <laughs> um but also, you know, that's it has its own shit with it. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just like, I'm a kid, man. Just tell me what to fucking do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Just give me a yeah. give me a line. Wish you would not to say there were no lines, because for sure there there were, but just sometimes you just didn't want to think. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just right. not to discredit black parents out there, because I know a lot of them made their decision on our our survival, f- fight or flight. I was told that parenting is sort of like you get. Uh, 300 page manual uh, Ikea manual five minutes before you know hand and you don't know what you're doing right. like you learn as you go along that's 100% and, and my mother's was an extreme reaction to my grandmother's he used to beat the shit exactly. out of them exactly you know what I mean so I think my Trauma. mother's like was just like I'm just gonna try to do something else do you know what way, I mean yeah. <laughs> like cause I, I didn't like that and I, it didn't quite work for me or whatever I think and I'm also her third child so I don't know what she was like with my brothers and stuff they don't tell younger, you younger they don't tell like, you like damn you got it easy yeah but I feel like every younger 
sibling hears that to some yeah, degree? Yeah, there, there, uh, there was an article I was reading the other day, and they said, like, no siblings, no two siblings have the same parents. Right. Like, because you're, they're at a different stage. Your parents are different people. So you she could have easily act. just saw how she fucked up on my brother. Yeah, exactly. One and they're like, man, you. all right, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> right. You know, we're going to try some, whatever. What did your mother do? Did you just mention that? Uh, she was a physical uh, uh, therapist. And your pops, what, was he around? Was he? In my the dad died when I was young. Oh, man. Yeah, so when I was like a baby. I had a stepfather, though, and he worked in uh, computers. He used to just like work on servers for like UMass. Ahead of his time, okay. When you were younger, like, what was your aspiration? I don't really think I had one. At some point, I convinced myself I was going to do political stuff or I wanted to be, like, a lawyer. You're you kind of doing political stuff now. So that was, like, kind of, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get into politics a lot. And I would, like, shadow politicians and participate in, like, mock government and mock trial and shit like that. Because I thought that's what I was going to do. Mock trials were real? Mock trials were real. Yeah, I'm sorry. I only know it because of Arrested Development. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mock trials were real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love when other black people get that that reference. Yeah. So uh, um. I wanted to ask you about. I'm jumping ahead. We was talking about it outside. Um, pause. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's what's going on? What was that experience like? I, you told me it's not coming back. What's, no. what's going on? <laughs> you did have your own show, and that's a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did two seasons of it. It was fun. Yeah. I got to rock out with my friends. Damn, it was two seasons. Yeah, it yeah. Was. I got to, you know, Jack Knight was a part of that show. Zach Vox was a part of that show. Langston Kerman was a part of that show. It was like my homie homies, you know what I mean? So it was so fun to make a show with my friends. It was so fun to make a show I believed in. And, like, that was, like, true to some shit that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to say. And I, I loved that show. I mean, I would text you and stuff like, no, that. It was a really cool thing to do, and I'm glad I got to do it. With HBO, was really it too am. ahead of its time in your opinion, or? <laughs> but I also want to know uh, how. Black... I don't want to be one of those people. Well, um, all right, I don't want to make it awkward. No, well, it's a middle in there though, though, right? Yeah, because this was like a whole experience, and like you did some dope shit. So it's like, I think parts you... of it were ahead of its time. I think uh, parts of it were like hella nuanced. You know what I mean? Very much so. And it was just like it wasn't a show. The if thing you I get like... it, you get it. If you don't, but I like shit. Like I grew up and I loved Liquid TV. And I yeah, fucking, right, I yeah. love shit like that, you know? Like, it didn't tell you how to feel. Uh, that was the thing I yeah, liked. Yeah, I am the show. like that type of person. But, so. when you, but not hearing your childhood talk about how your, you know, your mom would, you know, challenge you on things and like encourage you to talk, like it makes sense that that's kind of how your comedy is in that way as well. It's not, it's not preachy. It's just, look, this is just another way to think about something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Cause no one knows what the fuck they're talking about, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to let that sit for a minute. So when you when you create these projects, and this can also apply to Bust Down as well, when you create projects that wind up being a sacrificial lamb on the altar of mainstream, Art. right, exactly, <laughs> then how do you not take it personal? Like for you, is it a shrug thing? Like, okay, do you mourn it and then uh, move yeah. on? Or? Yeah, but also it was so complete on its, on it, and like, like, the last episode where I did my mother's funeral, Man. it was such a complete journey mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, a whole story got told here, and that's nice, you know? And, like, I felt good about it being that. And maybe some of it is, like, uh, like how I, I look at music, where it's like, yo, you get to put out an album, and you're like, here's the whole story. I got to tell the, the story. And then, like, you just, like, hope I get to put out another album. 
and I'll tell another story. So that's kind of how it's not it, something that got truncated. Like you got to express yeah, the full idea. Yeah. So it's like all right, I, it's like it's a thing that gets to live on its own thing, and then like hopefully I get to make other stuff. You know. Can I just ask? I'm gonna zoom out real quick and act like I'm a whole civilian. Don't really know you. See you on paper, and on paper you've done some like really remarkable things. Like we just talked about you doing SNL. Not really even Karen. That wasn't even something you pursued. It happened for you, right? Then we talked about you know you had your own TV show, HBO. Kind of dope. Also, from afar, it's like, then you end up in a movie with Eddie Murphy. So is that journey, if you zoom out and look at it, can you give us detail on that journey in that way? Like, do you feel, do you see the the things that you've achieved in that way? Or are you always just like, next. what's the next thing? Because I hear you in your voice kind of like, hopefully I get another opportunity. But in this moment, do you understand that you do, you've done some already remarkable things? I mean... Yeah, this I got. I, I guess I feel like I got to do some really cool things. Mm-hmm. Like those, that shit was like really fucking dope. I don't know if I look at it from a lens of like remarkable, but I'm just like, that was really dope that you you got to that like opportunity lined up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what I got to learn from that even more so. You know, curious is like dope as fuck, and like take that and just like move it to the next to the next joint. Thing. I thought about you the other day when um when Elon Musk he sent like a rocket. He sent another <laughs> rocket and it like fucking yeah. exploded and shit. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. He tried yeah. to play it off. Like, the shit exploded. A couple people tweeted me like Space Day is Saturday. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> nah, straight up. But I until you made that joke, I I cause I too, I thought like NASA was the space niggas. I thought they had Space on lock. I didn't. Think, I did not. Yeah, bro. Yeah, other, other people, people can do other people, it. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't think either. you like, could dabble in space. Like it just didn't seem right. It was like you could, Like we read enough comic books. No, you don't just let individuals start fucking around in space. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> nah. Or now they know. <laughs> nah, yeah. Like because he tried to send. He literally like his SpaceX was like size of like Empire State Building. Oh, like sure. it yeah. was. The tallest rocket. I mean, again, you know. All right, so you are from Boston. I, I know being from a territory doesn't mean that you have run-ins with anyone. But did you know Patrice at all? No. He went to high school with my brother. Really? Uh, yeah. But he's a whole nother generation and yeah, you've never no. been in comedy houses with him? And... No, no. That's okay. like 20 years, right? You think of me? He would be like... Well, I'm I'm just saying that I... Sam is actually much younger than us. We old. Yeah, I'm like, no, she, no, got, I she know. got the three. She got a three. <laughs> I'm I think. not younger than I know, but I had a lot of Stevie Wonder, so, True. you know... Like, bird to bird. I, but I'm just saying that, like, the way that he described being a comedian in Boston, there was just a, a different level of tension there. That really hmm. informed his mm-hmm. opinions in life. And mm-hmm. he he mentioned a story one night. I guess if you guys remember the story of the, the woman who, I guess, she had murdered her kids, but she blamed it on black people in uh, Boston. It's like in the early... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name, but I, I know you. In the early 90s, like she got rid of Susan, her baby. The water? Susan the water? Smith, Not the water. They didn't even put him in the water. Okay. No, that, that was Susan someone down Smith. south. Susan's right. Someone in Boston, like... Damn, that you was know, an era. Or you talking about the dude who killed his wife? <laughs> it yeah, or something like that. No, no, but it was yeah. The guy he, who killed his wife right, and, and left he her in the projects and blamed them. Right, black and blamed guy. black people. Charles right. Stewart. And oh, wow. Patrice was one of those well, all day they were just stopping looking for any people, black looking person. For black yeah. This is like early in his comedy career where he was le- like leaving uh he was one comedian leaving that night, and then after his altercation with police, like he came back. As the Patrice O'Neill that we know. And he said that just 
living in Boston did, did that to him. And I want to know, like, was that your experience in living Matt there? Matt polarized in Boston. Not to the extreme, because I'm also not, like, I'm not living that experience as a black man, which has to be a whole nother experience. Okay. And I have to respect that. You know, like, I don't know. But so not to that extreme, but did I understand, like, Racism? Yeah, it was it. Well, not that. You know, I just don't like, know. I'm like, Boston got a different yeah, reputation. No, I understand like, what you mean, Amir. Like, Boston, as far as a Northeast town, it's it has a different it's reputation. The south of the North. It, it, thank you. All right. Yes, there is new kids on the block, and then there is new addition. But it's black folks there, too, though. Like, it's, it's, I know, it's, but, it's, yeah. it's black folks there, too. No, we know. We know, but we always thought it was a kind of a separation. I mean, but, but yeah. I don't Patrice get why like, it has this reputation. Like, uh, Ben Celtics. Affleck, Goodwill Hunting. I don't know. I don't care. From my perspective, Goodwill Hunting. Park the car. I go to guy. Philly, and I don't feel like the white people are particularly not racist. You know, I'm not like, oh, they're, they're so much Philly nicer here. Some... Wait, you're being okay. serious right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From, okay. So, okay. So, granted, a lot of our education, and I'm willing to admit that a lot that we learn, we also have to just sort of analyze. Yes, yeah. I, I've learned a lot about the idea of Boston based Cheers. on. Yeah, yeah, based on ninth yeah. hand information and what I see on TV. All of the things. I was just led to believe that like that Boston was more akin to like uh what Bensonhurst eighty nine was. There's certain places that you don't go. And I was just taught early ah, you don't go I to Boston. That. It might it, be wrong now. I was just taught that. So. I, I just feel like yeah, to some degree is very territorial in that way. And like it it was Southie like where the white boys lived and it was like you don't really need to be out in Southie so after, any time in America. after a certain hour because they, they're over there drunk. I mean, right, 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 right. Big facts, it's late. The they, they're tumbling out of there drunk. And we all know white boys like to fight for no reason. They hit themselves in the heads with bottles and stuff. So <laughs> it's just guys? like, bro. That's what I like to know. do after. <laughs> You're doing it right now. That's why I get <laughs> ayahuasca. I might fucking beat my ass up. Like, it's like, bro, you just don't, don't go over there like that. For yeah. no, There's really no business over there. Well, I'm glad you dispelled everywhere. that myth because literally any <laughs> like, black person yeah. that I that I know that says I'm from Boston, inside my head, I'm like, wow. Life was hard. You've seen a lot. Right, yeah, exactly. I, so <laughs> crazy. It can't be the first time you heard this, I start playing like it taps isn't, in my head I just don't harmonica. understand what people think is happening. It's like, right, right. it's not like, bro, it's not you walk, walking to school and just like throwing tomatoes in. Yo, just like, okay. our people, like nobody. Dude, all oh, I know, man. Boston, black people in Boston is Guru, uh, the uh, Almighty Bar. So. Yeah, shout out my man, Dart Adams. Right. Brother, Dart Adams. But no, it's, on, there's man. black Bostonians. And like, there's a black them, Boston. There's a black Boston culture. There's yeah, a, there's culture there. It's a city that's been black for a long time. I mean, Malcolm X started his first independent mosque in Boston. Yeah, come on. Malcolm X talks it. about all the dope shit that he saw in Boston when he went to Roxbury and Fort Hill and how the black people were living there and black doctors and shit that was over there. <laughs> MLK had a crib in Boston. Like, what are you talking like, about? Okay, food. then. We needed to be We are all going to move to Boston. Let's all collectively. Thank you. We're going to collectively move to Boston. Minds have changed forever. We're going to do mushrooms in Boston. Just saying. <laughs> it would be great. Fuck it. I'm, no, I'm glad you dispelled that myth because I was just taught to be afraid of Boston. But, you know, I also agree that everything I was taught that I have to We have unlearn. to rethink everything. Yeah. It unlearn. is a very segregated city. The black people are where the black people are. Like, we live in Sherport, Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, like, the South End a little bit. Like, yes. You know what I'm what saying? What was your section? Dorchester. So, okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and we party where we party because, like, you know, just like a lot of like 
It's literally Cities. like every city. Yeah, yeah. bro. Would States. you go to Roxbury 11 p.m. tonight? Yes. Especially now it's all gentrified. Right. Uh, that part. 1988? They ride unicycles. Depending on where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> where am I going? What's my purpose? You know what I'm What's saying? What's my purpose? That's <laughs> like, my yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you go to downtown and shit, you ain't going to see us like that. Are there are a lot of, like, black clubs. No, because Boston is, like, white Atlanta, you know? Like, it's, ah, where, it's where white people come to be white their whitest self. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's you're not going to get, you know what I mean? Yo, you just said a mouthful right there. I got it. I'm over here learning. breaking bottles on Wait, I got to marinate on that for a second. People from Boston say that all the time. Shout out to my boy and Jason. It's not an original idea. We've all said this. Like, it is, though. It's like Thank you. This is the last time I'm going to say it. It's like white Atlanta, like. I got it now. You know what I'm saying? It's so, no. You know when you call something white Atlanta, it's different. And it ain't like every town. Downtown is like. They be like, yo, no hats, no Timberlands, ah, you that know, shit. Yeah, 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 that yeah. type of shit, yeah. type of rules or whatever. For if you could get into places, it, it do this, it does that little bullshit. So then, you know, niggas get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm just partying in my neighborhood or throw parties or go where I know I'm wanted because I'm not. What's the? I don't want to go spend money and be harassed and shit. You know, so it is like, yeah, like that. Like, they'll tell you no hats and then let a white boy walk in with a hat in your face. Yes, Boston do shit like that. See, now you tell me. Boston do shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I think that's the shit that people have seen and been like, it's crazy. And it's not just a Boston thing. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just keeping it real. It's a downtown thing sometimes. It's a a white thing. It's a Boston. It's it's a racism thing. Don't play that type of shit. yeah. They'll do that type it's of a lucky shit. Strike thing, Maybe we sure. just don't like the Celtics and the, we just <laughs> decided to monolithic on an no. entire. I mean, and we also got some busing late, and that that will always look crazy on the city when you see. I've those, heard new edition stories those about the busing, busing images, yeah. and you that looks crazy. You know what I mean? So there so is like, context to some people's yeah. thoughts. Thank you, Sam. Also, got to take right. his L's where it was wild. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't grow up, and it wasn't like. Nigga! He's throwing right. bricks at me, my nigga. That wasn't happening to me. Like, I went to school and it was fine. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit was straight. I, I played with black kids outside. <laughs> I wish I had, like, John Williams' uh, inspirational music. Like, she yeah. really sold. Like, she really sold Boston. I feel bad for her that she had to sell it to Boston being the place where white people go to be their whitest. That's, that was it. That's when you put it in the white Atlanta perspective, I said, I got it. I got it. They have a freak nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the marathon. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> wow. That was good. Wow. Yo, this is the wildest wow. episode. Yeah, really dark. That no. was like a whole new My ear. Idea. Wait. Wait. You need more mushrooms. No. Fuck yes. But, uh, yo, let's give it. Someone is good. All I know. Yeah. That was really hard. That was a great thing. Your presence is bringing out. No, a I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. A whole new yeah. life. But you are going to definitely get some white man comments. Oh, you damn disrespect the marathon. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be in the comments. <laughs> this is why I can't stand like here. No, I find I feel like white people find this type of stuff to just get mad. Like, when I be looking at, like, Talib's comments. Oh, why I'm would like, you ever? Why would you, yeah, you want to like, do that to yourself? It's fun for me. It's, the, funnest, it's the funniest I'm shit. Leaving. I love it. I have the best time. In case you're wondering, during the pandemic, during the pandemic, uh, while they were taping their episode of their podcast, the first thing that most and Dave collectively asked him, like, why would you want to subject yourself to like just going toe to toe with every comment person? Every yeah. 
I just it's that cannot fun. be good for. I mean, they be making me laugh, bro. Because the people that be the people that be fight is like I want to see they that. Really I want to play. They really be, but it also yeah. is like they clearly came here to fight looking you. Looking for a fight, yeah. They like they like big like long beard like really? mountain looking white men. It's Bar like, fights. It's like it's not like they've been listening and this one disappointed them. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they they come here ready for fight, yeah. to wait, fight you, son. You phrased it's it like, like online fight you're... club. It's almost no. No, it's like online fight club. It's like you, <laughs> you phrased it like that's one of your favorite pastimes. Like, oh, let me see what's yeah, in there. So it one time I seen the comments was like in five thousands, and it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, I might five thousands, no. yo. It is. Yo. Incredible, I will say. You read it too, Bill? I've gone down that rabbit hole a couple times. It is... <laughs> sure, why not? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, you can't... It's almost, like, impossible to believe. It's so and it wild. Is like, it's and like it just starts with one like question. A... Whose man's is this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I be all the way down. <laughs> I hear his voice. Y'all who is You... Uh, yeah. No, nah, I... Um, more power pumps. to you, Talibu Kweli. I, I can't read the comments, man. That's so <laughs> it's good to know Amir. Oh, yeah, I do not ever read comments. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. It's me either, me either. Oh, you go crazy. Y'all yeah. messed up, man. People, it'd be thousands. People you really read the comments, like Let I'm, me find I'm out you read little, the comments. I'm of course she does. I'm sorry, y'all. I still get like 12. So, yeah, I can I can read my comments. <laughs> like, <you kinda> look, <laughs> in like one swoop. Just one. Like, click. Just one swipe. I will say like on a on a post for a show. I come to the show. Right. I'll read my comments. If someone's like, "Yo, what about DC?" If I have a day in DC, I'll be like, "Yo, I'll be in DC this day." I'll gauge on that. But like, if it's just like my face or something, we're good. There's no purpose here. There's no purpose here. They like you cute. She's I'm fine. Not nothing out of this. No, no, it don't matter. Okay. But uh, as many of those that come, it's gonna be like stupid, ugly bitch, and it's like <laughs> I gotta go through one of those to get to a. We love you. I'm going to just leave the whole shit alone. Uh, don't do that to yourself. For my mental sanity. No, I feel you. For my mental sanity. You don't have to engage with all that shit. Yeah, you know I mean? bro. No. You get one swipe's worth. That's the rule. You That's it. One, and you're done. That's it, man. That's Commenters, y'all be in them things, rolling up them numbers. I'm just under the impression that if things go good, I mean, if I have a really good meal, my first thought isn't, let me go and yelp, yelp and rave about it. Yeah. There might be, I might realize, like, my power and, like, I want to elevate a, a business and be like, yo, man, these, you know, these croissants are off the hook. And, you know, I'll I'll do that. But I'm just on the impression that if things go good, you know, then no one's going to really comment about it but if things are bad or people just yeah. in a bad mood that's what I'm saying that's right. what Yelp and comments yeah. are Social but that's media, what I mean like, like, that's, that's what, what you're what gonna is. receive so it's like that's yeah. why I don't like I don't mess with I'll be speaking of which I was three seconds away at a very rotten experience at one particular amusement park I went to a month ago. <laughs> I love when we talk and, right. code. If there's like only two. I, I try to guess I'm like, hmm, right. okay okay right <laughs> The the clue Six flags the clue, the clue or... should be I don't want to stop the bag so I won't say their name but okay I will notice that ah. as as an avid local amusement park person like when I'm on the road whatever I have a day off I'm going to you know this particular amusement park is not uh, plus size friendly uh, none of none them, of them are. are no it Disney has finally made the adjustment this year where 
they now have certain rides I couldn't ride before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not booty friendly. Yeah, they're not at all. They they're literally not. But yeah. Disney made that adjustment. So shout out to Disney. So I'm oh, not talking about good. Disney. We're not talking about Disney. I was gonna say I love Disney. <laughs> really? Yeah, you always <laughs> right. to. You need to go to oh. Bootyland. They're they're all set up. <laughs> Bootyland. <laughs> All right, y'all, you know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I too went to an amusement park in my family like a month ago. Right. And like, it was great. You know what I'm saying? But it was my first time being there in like 25 years. Right. So like my last time there, I was a senior in high school. And now, um, you know, clearly not your a dad, senior in high Those school. rides are different. Those rides, <laughs> These rides are very I did different. my last last year. I'm done. I'm done. I can't roller go on. coasters. I'm done. I can't really? do drugs and I can't like go on roller coasters. I did the I do the roller coaster. I was like still with nah, I had to show my boys I still got it. I won't get on no like <laughs> don't do you it. Don't right? roller coaster Sam? You no. But at the end of it, you like no. For yeah. What? I mean, it was great. I For did what? the sky. How coaster. good was the nap after you left the amusement park? Oh Lord. It was it was great. Cause I mean, it was a day of walking. Like I think I got like thirty thousand steps. Yo, your steps was in. off the hook, right? Your steps were like twelve hundred thousand. No, I was on twenty thousand. You calculate your steps. I do it too. Don't know. I do it too. I'm closing rings. I do it too. You gotta close the ring. I'm, I'm not mad about it. I just want to acknowledge it. If you're over the age of forty, you better be know how many yeah, you fucking steps you have. Rings, bro. I will say that the only reason why that trip wasn't a bust. You gotta close the rings. No, you yeah. always got to close the ring, uh, especially over the age of 40. Go ahead, sorry. Go yeah, ahead, no, I was saying. I'm over the age of 40. You're, no, you're younger. No, you're I'm not. You're over the age of 40? No, I she's not. I can tell you I'm not younger than y'all. Wait. How old are you? Because then it's, it was, oh, what in now the black cream? She, she, um, I would keep saying that. I don't know why you knew. I was like, I'm not. You are over 40? Yeah, I'm 41. 
Yeah. She, oh, okay. she's, she's born the same. She's so born can, right before Thriller. We could talk about 82? Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Okay. Well, also. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what the fuck happened to the amusement park? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. The rides, yeah, like the rides are not, they're not made for men of husk. No. Yeah. But, husk. and honestly, for me, it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, it was rides I rode, but like, for me, it was just a thing of like, yo, do I really want them? Do I really want this to be inclusive? Like, do I really want something that I could potentially lose my life on? No. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool no, with just you're not put being high able. up in the air. So the, uh, it's like, bro. No. Because it's not about, it's, at that point, it's yeah, not about inclusivity. No, it's about it's fucking about physics. It's about safety and physics. Yes. And like, yeah, it's you, like, bro. So should you fly up there, bro? Oh, that's what y'all saying. Should you be up there? Yeah. No. It's just like, bro, it's like, if I can't make the whatever standards that yeah, y'all please made, tell me so I could go on and live. It's cool, my nigga. I can just Thank go you. to little teacups or whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I can just go get funnel cake and just do some whatever fat shit I was going to do. So look. That's why you got it. So look. Let me just do the fat shit I was going to do here. Like, y'all don't know why I'm here. Like, fuck the fuck out of here. Wait. You know what I mean? This is, all right. As as we slowly start to wrap this episode up, I'm realizing that that we are six individuals that have issues with not being in control. (laughs) Thank you. Right. It's not just me. (laughs) You've been vindicated. Thank you. Thank you. Oh! Call back! Call back! Call back! Call back! That was nice. Look how that happened. Wait. Look what drugs do. I was going to say, and Steve, but Steve is like our resident we head, and Steve hasn't said a damn word. I'm too high to talk. Good night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this actually might be an awesome day because I've not gotten any notes from uh, Brittany nor, nor Cousin Jake. Wait, wait. Do you guys have microphone access in there, in that room? No. You, nah, want, it, you want it today. You it. want the drugs, too. <laughs> Fucking A, Cousin Jake. You know what you want. <laughs> hey, Jake, like, you save he, me some. He yeah. can lose control. <laughs> like, our, for those that don't know, our, our, our parents are in the other room. Uh, <laughs> Brittany and, <laughs> and Jake. And usually I'll get a note like, uh, guys, let's wrap this up, please. Yeah, you're so, going off the rails. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing fine. Like, no one from iHeart's going to. Sam, are you coming back? Oh, she wants us to wrap up. We had so much fun last year. Are you coming? I was going to ask Sam about music. I want to. If I'm off, I am going to, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah we'd like to have you. Hell what's yeah. um, what's coming? I guess what's next for you? Is it more shows? Is it more TV stuff? Like, kind yeah. of what you looking to? Yeah, I'm about to film my second special. Um, Where? in June in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Steel. Nice. <laughs> uh, June 17th. I'm super excited. Good luck. Um, Your manifestation must be high because you seem like you get what you want. Um, you know what? I just want to keep being able to do comedy and be funny and create things. Okay. And as long as that like keeps coming to me, I'm I think I'll be okay, you know. Um, so I'm just excited about shit like that. Just like uh, got a couple shows I'm working on with two different networks, and um, they're are you allowed to mention the shows? They were you know, they are like working names in progress, but I don't think so. Okay, um, <laughs> great adventure at Ride Playland. Got it. Yeah, and I'm just you know okay. trying to sleep more and. Uh, I highly recommend get my it. mind and body and stuff right, and you know, just trying to connect with that part of myself more because I feel like I was running, mm. you know, trying to lay down so much groundwork and shit. And I'm like, you got a little breathing room, you got to also take care of yourself. Just trying to find that balance, you know, that work life balance and shit. And um, just you know, doing what I do. That's all you can do. 
Indeed. And we appreciate that. Um, wait, before I wrap up, what was your first musical memory? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been one. I do like that. <laughs> that's usually our first question, Sam. That's what he. That's what he does. Oh, I can't uh, tell you how much I missed that I one. That one is so. Can you, wait, hold on. Can you just play mine since we're here? What well, you gotta say, Sam, Sam Random, bro. Um, I like cheese. No, where, where did your parents just come from? Where did your parents just come from? Oh, Jamaica. Great. Damn Fonte boy. All right. <laughs> this is a good time. Oh, yeah. My favorite part. Here we go. Oh, wow. That's still true. <laughs> wow, you just faded it. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Uh, yes, a lot's happened. Oh, no, well, Man, Serato, you got uh, stems? This right. All yes. You all see, right. Sam, the reason yeah, he looks so excited is because Amir hasn't played these things that Fonte created five years ago in, in about three years. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. So, We're never yeah, in, yeah. so it's. But Fonte made some genius. Stepmother's still Jamaican. I'm high. Anyway. Yeah. You guys are <laughs> fucked. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Steve and I have to report back to work before we get in trouble. What are we doing gave today? Us at drugs Clarence? and then you revival. Yeah, John Fogarty. Oh, John Fogarty. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate uh, you for the drugs. Thank, you. thank you so much. This was really nice. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate man. it. All right. Well, on behalf of uh, the the team, Straight Lace Bill. That <laughs> <laughs> yo, the way that Steve. <laughs> oh come on, man. Oh, let's thank Fonte. Wait, wait, wait. We forgot to thank Fonte and Sam because this is the reason that even oh. Sam. Because Fonte. Well, I mean, I always wanted to hear, it, but yes, Fonte, Fonte oh, definitely thank you for made it happen. Sam on the show. Thank you. Oh man, thanks Fonte and Laia and Sugar Steve and 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 yeah. Mom and Dad Britt and 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 Jake. Wait. Wait, Jake can't be dad and cousin Jake at the same time. No, I think then... cousin Jake works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just... Yeah, cousin Jake. Yeah. Cousin, cousin Jake. Works. All right, y'all. Yeah. We'll see. He's a little light skin to be your father. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Jake, he's, he's our Creole cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, people. We'll see you next, next week. Goodbye. What's Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.